What's up, everybody? It's your girl, Jordan, a.k.a. Jay, and I'm bringing you Play by Play with Jay with a special guest. Actually, she's my line sister, so believe it or not. But some of you may know her as Brianna DuBose. Some of you may know her as at Black and Ball. And so, Brianna, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. I'm like, yo, this is official. Got the setup and everything. So <laughs> I know. So first, let me let's just learn a little bit about you. Like, I mean, I know, you know, your story, your history, but tell the, everybody, you know, about Black and Ball and how that came to be, you know, your collegiate athletic career. Like, let's get into that. Sure. So created Black and Ball in 2020. Um, honestly, I was reposting so much content to my personal page. I was like, where does this need to go? And content around like race, social justice, um, you know, for the first time in a long, well, in my life, I was seeing black athletes speak out against the injustices that they face. You know, we all saw what was going down right before our eyes in 2020, the carelessness of the police, you know, police brutality, all the things that were going on, the protests, um, you know, fighting to make change and make it equitable, right? So I was like, I'm reposting everything on, I'm like ESPN over here. So I was like, yo, where can I house all this? Um, at first it was gonna be just for black, well not just, but like, you know, for black women specifically. But I was like, man, I feel like, you know, I wanna like make it just inclusive of like black everything. Um, and so I created Black and Balling cause I was reposting a lot of that content. And then when I got going with it, I was like, okay, I wanna start doing my own content. I have some more stuff to say. So my kind of, my background, I did a lot of this research in grad school around like sports organizations and specifically college athletic departments. So, um, you know, I'm a former athlete, played basketball for 17 years of my life. Uh, sounds so long to say. Um, 17 years of my life, played division one ball at both VCU and American University where I graduated. And so, and then I rolled into grad school and I get into like the advocacy work and working with student athletes and doing research around this stuff. And so by the time I got to black and balling, I was like, Ooh, yeah, I'm gonna take what I did in the academic space, be able to kind of like, you know, put it in micro content, you know, that like 30 to 60 second situation. And people were really responsive to it. I'm like, dang, I don't have like, I'm not even at the thousand follower yet, but like I get really good engagement on my stuff. Um, so, you know, I'm not as active right now because I literally, my whole life has been finishing this book, but <laughs> there's plenty of video on there um, for people to kind of review. So that's kind of where it started. And um, I wanted to have unfiltered conversations directly to um, black athletes because there's so many things that we go through that people aren't talking about. And people get mad at me, i.e. white folks. They'd be like, why aren't you talking about everybody? I'm like, because it matters that we have our own spaces, our own safe spaces to be able to have these conversations that directly affect us because it is different from your white, you know, experience. And it's hard to talk from someone else's perspective when you're not, you know, in their shoes, right? Like we're, we're black are. people, we're black women specifically because- I'm, I'm, I'm talking from a black female right, space. Like, right, what, like- what do do? <laughs> Exactly, and I mean, and I get that too, because even when I started my podcast, it was, it was from like, the goal was to show like, from a black woman's perspective because i mean just in the sports world you know women they have we're not going to get into that but there's a whole perception about women in sports and women just having knowledge and just even being allowed to have a seat at the table so i think it is important to note you know the whole black woman you know uh 
uh, preface when we're when we're getting into these conversations. But before we get into that, the book, because she she said it, but I'm not gonna get into it just yet. Before we go on the book, what would you say? Because I didn't play college sports. You know, I went to Maryland, so I saw the athletes. You know, I saw the work that they put in. But even still, when you go to a college, especially Division One college, you only see I would say as a fan maybe like 1% of what they go through, which is when they're on the court, right? We see them walking across campus with the bags and the gear, but that's all that we see. We don't know anything else really about, except for like what we could guess or what we assume. So like, what's something that most people assume about college athletics, but it is not either is true or is not true? Ooh, um, there's two things that come to mind. I'm not gonna go with the regular one of like, you know, the stereotype of like the athletes aren't smart. Like we work, we work our butts off and um, you know, pe there's misconceived notions that we aren't smart, but in fact, we graduate at a higher rate than our non-athlete counterparts. We graduate with higher GPAs um, across the spectrum, even like based on like race and like, you know, all sorts of demographics. So that's a misconception. And, but it's kind of like, you know, the one that's kind of played out. So a second, I would say, would definitely be that we are, that we feel like we're above everybody else. Like, I feel like people have this, like you said, walking across campus, you got the gear, you got the headphones on, you're real cool, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, y'all, like we are literally just exhausted. Like we're out here wearing all this gear because we don't want to change by the time we get to practice. Like I would literally live in my sweats or whatever gear they gave us and then roll from class straight to practice. And like that one off day that we had, I would wear some regular clothes. So it really isn't that, you know, a lot of people say, oh, y'all are unapproachable, y'all do this, y'all are isolated, da, da, da. I'm like, no, we have no life. Our entire life is surrounding around this sport. So we don't even have time to take part in like regular student activities or clubs or internships or study abroad. Like our, our, our life is constantly revolving around all of our responsibilities as a college athlete. So we ain't stuck up, we're just exhausted. And I get it, I get we have, it. We have literal contractual obligations right. to our sport. So you played all four years. So what would you say was your favorite or favorite memories, you know, from playing sports or playing collegiate athlete for four years? Favorite memories have to involve my teammates. Uh, <laughs> I feel like we we bonded over the fact that we were all like exhausted and just like, you know, burnt out. But mm -hmm. favorite memories have to involve the people. I met some fantastic people along the way. Um, and I wanted to highlight my teammates because like they see me at my best, they see me at my worst, they see me in so many different phases of my life. And it's cool because like we have that bond. I always joke and say like, we pretty much went through like a sorority type of, right. you know, initiation. Right essentially right like we are bonded for life because of this unique experience like literally it's less than two percent of high school athletes that go on to play you know collegiately and so we're in this really small percentage and it's even smaller for division one and so nobody can take this experience away and it's like some of the stories if i told them you'd be like what that happened i'd be like yeah <laughs> and we experienced it right so you know just going through that and coming out and seeing where we all are now is something that's really powerful and that I cherish, so. And on the flip, of course, if I say the best, what's the worst thing that you, or keep it light, but what's the, one of the worst <laughs> things that you experienced while you were a college athlete? Um, injuries, they sucked. Uh, coaching politics, that sucked even worse. Um, How is that at a, at a big school? Because, I mean, VCU women's, they've always been good. I actually know about more about the women's than the men's, I would say. So. 
good guys go to the NCAA tournament pretty much every year. You get like it's people sleep on the Ed Ten, but like usually got like multiple bids every single year. Usually some national rankings, so it's like that really nice sweet spot like not too low like yeah. you only get one bid or people don't really know about your school but like not like an acc so kind of right in the middle um with some notable notable athletes and and um it's cool it's 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 interesting to say the least you asked me about politics of coaches right yeah because <laughs> i dealt with that i dealt with that at the high brain, school yeah. level so i could i could only imagine like at the high school level, how much it literally made me stop playing. So I could only imagine at college, you know, like what what that's like. Yeah, I mean the the realization behind just the business of it, you know, that can be really sobering. Yeah. Especially as a kid. Like I entered college at 17. I was 17, June 8th, 2013, two weeks after graduation, boom, I'm in college. I'm a student, like taking classes and everything, summer classes, going through workouts. And so it's really sobering, you know, when coaches move around or they say certain things to you that are a little discouraging or just off-putting. And that's, again, putting it lightly. But as a kid, you're just like, dang, like, this isn't what I thought it was going to be. But these coaches are getting paid hundreds of thousands to millions of dollars to coach you and they need to deliver. And so it's a lot of pressure to put on someone between the ages of 17 to 23. Um, and it's not fair but that is something that you really have to you know come to grips with and come to grips with it early <laughs> i get that so let let's go into this book because i think that's a perfect segue so let's let's show the book the abcs for college athletes right perfect segue so so give me a brief summary like what can your average college athlete they if they pick up this book like what are they going to get out of it well so i i wrote this book specifically for two groups one before you get to college and two if you're in it and you're like yo I need to get my life together I don't know what's happening because sometimes a lot of times actually especially for that second group you look up two to three years have gone by and you're like dang I'm a junior I'm a senior and I don't know which direction I want to go in my life and I haven't done x y and z I don't know where to look for these resources I didn't even see or go into the career center until my senior year of college. Hmm. I think I went in for like maybe a meeting or something, but I was like, eh. It's like certain resources like that. Cause you're not even thinking about it. You were so focused on being present and available to anything that your coach asks or travel or games that you don't take care of yourself as much. And then you look up and you're like, dang, well, I graduated. So what do we do now? And then you're overwhelmed and you go through this cycle. So those are the two groups that I specifically wrote the book for. Essentially it's a, landscape overview of what to expect in college, right? So I focus on two areas. One, prevention, right? Trying to, again, get to that group before you start on this journey. And two, um, intervention. Like if you're starting on a path that you don't like, you need to transfer, you need to do certain things. You just want to make the most out of the time that you have left, get into this book, right? And it's also really important that parents and support like your support network reads this book as well because you know a lot of times there's a lot of misconceptions there's misconceptions across the board but especially with your family they don't know what you're going through or how to support you and things like that this is a great read for you know parents and you know coaches and support so yeah that's how that's how we got here that's that's the brief overview of it 
what was the process like you know writing the book like how did the idea come about did it take you this is, is this a years in the process making like, like just walk me through it briefly um so i wrote the book and i wrote the book probably like january 2021 and it sat on my computer for three or four months i just like brain dumped because i felt like i had more to say from black and ballin because again 30 to 60 second reels i'm like you know, everybody's consuming micro content. It has to be catchy. It has to get an intention grabber, all this other stuff. But I'm like, I feel like I have more to say. And so I ended up saying like, all right, well, what's a way that I can still keep the information concise? Cause this isn't a long read. I pack a lot of really important information in here with mature topics included that, you know, are pertinent to the college athletic experience. But like, it's not that hard. You can get through it. If you sat down and read it in like maybe an hour and a half, two hours, like thoroughly, then you'd probably have to run it back. But I felt like I had more to say. And so wrote the book, sat on my computer for four months, um, got introduced to some people. They asked, they asked like, oh, have you ever thought about writing a book? And I was like, yeah, actually there's one on my computer. And so I got into, you know, the process going through editing and designing and all this, like everything that's in my book, like from the front cover to the back cover, to the interior, to the manuscript itself. Like I designed it, wrote it, did it, like all that stuff, self-funded, self-designed. That's like, tough. I support <laughs> black owned businesses. So I had to ask, I was like, yeah. Oh, it's, it's crazy. And then, you know, I just, I wanted to take my time to really finish out the project. So it was supposed to be due like at the end of 2021, but I was like, mm, I need some more time. So I went back, got with a new like editor and, um, you know, really finished it out. And so here we are. Now we're kind of rolling into the outreach phase and trying to land partnerships and things. So, well, listen, guys, I'm going to get the book. I have a cousin actually who's getting ready to, we're trying to get him a collegiate athlete. He's trying to get him to play college basketball. So I'm oh. getting him the book. His behind is going to read it and like it and learn some things. So. Like, that's the whole thing, Jordan, for real. Like, my whole like point of writing this book was, if a kid had $20 to spend and you spend $20 like that, if you had $20 and you only can give me two hours or you can only give me 30 minutes or whatever, you can get something out of this book and it can save you a lot of heartache, pain, you know, and guide you to that next level and give you some understanding, understand what questions to ask, what resources to go to, you know, how to make the most of this experience. So that was my goal. I want to make college athletics accessible. It's really, it's not right now, right? Again, all the people with preconceived notions about like what this experience entails. I'm like, you have no idea what it entails. Right. <laughs> and just get into this book. Um, so that was the goal, make it more accessible, give people inside look before they go on the journey. So if you had to, and we're going to wrap it up here, if you had to just in one to three lines, right? Give, give a, 13 year old, you know, looking to go play D1 anywhere, a tip of advice, you know, one to three lines, like, what would you say? I mean, it, it could allude to something in your book and say, you know, check out this chapter, this page, or it could be like off the dome, like whatever you think, but just any sort of advice. 13, that's hard. 13. Yeah, because that's, that's what, eighth grade? So that's yeah, like, that's yeah. A baby. That's a baby. <laughs> yeah, so that's, that's before they really get into the nitty gritty of high school and the rest of life. Yeah, I would just... At that age, I would literally just say, start paying attention to how these schools are operating. Like, be curious, you know, start exploring your options a little bit. Um, the biggest thing that I could suggest is just like, you know, what 
start brainstorming things that you could see yourself doing in the future. But at 13, it's more so about like, just getting used to asking these certain questions, like making it a habit, making, establishing these good habits early so that you don't have to like worry about them on the back end. Like if I knew which questions to ask at 13 or just started practicing them at least, you know, hey coach, what do you mean by this? Or practicing good, um, you know, wellness skills or how to take care of myself and my body. Like where would I be? You know what I'm saying? So getting them to establish these good habits early, of course, in microdoses, like everything in this book, I literally have a disclaimer. I'm like, yo, there's some mature topics in here. We talk about dating and we talk as an athlete, we talk about, you know, mental health and what that looks like. We talk about coaches and the business and all of these different things. And so at 13, I would kind of start them off with like, let's start exploring these options a bit. That's that's more than three lines, but mainly- no, you're good. No, yeah. so, then, so then just one step further. So then that's the 13 perspective. So then if I'm 17, right, I'm, I've signed to a program. Yeah. And I mean, I want to do this, but I'm just not exactly sure, you know, where my life can take me through this sport. I'm not exactly a, a five-star prospect, you know, with NBA scouts looking at me, but I did get a scholarship to go to school. Like, what kind of advice would you give there? Read the book. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. No, there no, it is. No. I literally, like, the first person that I dedicate the book to, no lie, no lie, to my 17-year-old self. Perfect. That's all she had to say. That's promo, guys. Go get the book. I'm going to have all the links in the description below. Go get the book. Brianna, thank you so much for tapping in with me. Everybody, thank you so much for joining me for episode eight. This is your girl, Jordan, a.k.a. Jay, giving you the play-by-play each and every week. I'll see you guys next week. Peace.